0: It's Tuesday, August 30th, 2011.
1: Hurricane Irene, special report, assessing the damage and the response. We've just been
0: devastated. We uh, prepared for the worst, and frankly, we got the worst.
1: Catastrophic flooding in Vermont and other states.
0: And whatever else you want to say about journalism, it certainly shouldn't contribute to the manufacture of synthetic hysteria. And I think we may have done so with regard to this tropical storm as it now seems to be.
1: The right wing's nutty response. Plus, making the link with climate change. The corporate media won't do it, so we will.
0: All of that and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And
1: I'm Desi Doyen.
0: Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comments. I live on the Gulf Coast. We put up with
1: hurricanes all the time. In 1900, before FEMA... The local people rebuilt the city, built a seawall, and they survived without FEMA.
0: Yes, except for those six to 12,000 who didn't, Congressman Paul. This is your Green News Report. Des, I've been getting email and comments from folks in Wilmington, Vermont, the Catskills in New York, uh, Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts, uh, thanking us for our coverage at bradblog.com of what is going on in their states as the mainstream corporate media, by and large, as soon as Irene blew past New York, uh, seemed to have little interest in what was going on, even as states and cities around the Northeast were cut off by historic flooding. All the while. Folks on the right, including Howard Kurtz of CNN, incredibly did their Sunday morning quarterbacking, calling the entire story hype.
1: Yes, uh, the corporate media has an incredibly short attention span, and that's putting it kindly. This is definitely not over yet. Massive cleanup operations have begun all along the eastern seaboard in the aftermath of Hurricane Irene, with the full extent of the damage only now becoming evident. Hurricane Irene is now officially post-tropical storm Irene, and still wreaking havoc throughout New England and into Canada. Along Irene's 1,100-mile path, more than 40 people are dead in the third deadliest storm in more than 30 years. Years in the U.S. with record inland flooding over five million people still without electricity and economic losses and damage estimated to be in the billions from North Carolina to Vermont. Vermont Governor Peter Shumlin in an interview with Democracy Now! described the historic floods that inundated his state.
0: When you see Vermont covered bridges washing down our rivers Uh, those bridges have been there for hundreds of years. So they survived the floods uh, of the 1928 and 30s. And what that means is that, frankly, we're experiencing flooding now in many areas of Vermont that is unprecedented in record keeping.
1: Vermont's Governor Shumlin went on to point out the gaping hole in the media coverage of Irene. Any discussion of the link, the connection climate scientists have made between climate change and the observed trend toward intense storms like Irene and the implications for the future resilience of the nation's infrastructure?
0: We are getting more extreme weather patterns here in Vermont. Uh, We understand why. And we're going to work hard to not only dig out from this crisis, uh, but to also ask some fundamental questions that I don't think are being focused enough uh, in Washington, which is how are we going to deal with a climate change future. And yet, Des, on the right, you've heard people saying that folks on the left are blaming the hurricane on global warming.
1: Right. No one but right-wingers are saying that climate change caused Hurricane Irene. They're saying it made Hurricane Irene more intense. And of course, natural disasters tend to bring out both the best and the worst in people. And while there is great praise for the emergency response, with over 2 million people successfully evacuated, we're also seeing a lot of worsts. As mentioned earlier, CNN media critic Howard Kurtz complained that the media overhyped the danger of Irene with its wall-to-wall coverage, and then it was conservative columnist George Will of the Washington Post scoffing at the media's alerting the public that danger was headed its way.
0: Frankly, the corporate media goes overboard in just about every situation, but I can only imagine how many more would be dead had the actions not been taken that were taken.
1: Perhaps then there would have been enough deaths, even for George Will and Howard Kurtz. Then, congressional Republicans announced they will be holding federal disaster relief hostage to their political agenda. FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, is running low on funds after a record year for billion-dollar disasters. I wonder why. Disaster recovery used to be funded by Congress without question, but House Majority Leader Eric Cantor on Sunday said no, additional disaster funding will be forthcoming without being offset by additional budget cuts from elsewhere. Meanwhile, presidential candidate and Texas Republican Representative Ron Paul thinks FEMA is the problem. Apparently, he believes people's own tax dollars should not ever be used to help them recover from a catastrophe. But that's news to New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, a Republican, who praised FEMA's assistance for hard-hit New Jersey. We have FEMA folks right here on site. They're working incredibly hard and providing things to us that we need.
0: Governor Chris Christie, that lefty pinko communist governor of New Jersey, actually happy that FEMA is there to help. For much more on all of these stories and those we could not get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help us stay on your public airwaves to tell you the truth that the corporate media seems to have a lot of trouble with. Download us anytime on iTunes from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Good night, Irene. Good night, Irene. Good night, Irene.